Travels with John Smith, Wuhan, Chapter 6, Observations and Toilets. I wake up with a very bad toothache. It's Friday, and I was due to start my first afternoon of teaching at the English school. My tooth has been bothering me for a couple of days, so I already have a hand-drawn map from one of the teachers at Maple Leaf on how to get to a dental clinic about 20 minutes away by taxi. I find the building, which is a glass-fronted high-rise in a back alley. There is a nurse in uniform, with white wings on her nurse hat, who does not speak English, sitting at a table in the front entrance, but she takes me to the elevator, and I am ushered into a plush lobby where I am introduced to a lovely young man who brings me an English book to read while I wait to go in. The book is Charlotte's Web. I am called into the dentist chair, and while three faces stare down into my mouth, the young man translates. They clean, prod, do x-rays, and prescribe medication. It is an abscess. The equipment is modern and clean, and everyone seems very professional. Maple Leaf has very good insurance for the staff and their families, and I do not have to pay anything. Wonderful. I go straight to work from the clinic, and it goes well, I think. I am really winging it. They show me which lesson they want me to teach, and I follow it. They are small classes and run from 1 to 3 p.m., then from 4 to 6 p.m. For the moment, I don't know if it will be that way every week or if we are all making it up as we go. How cool is this? The Chinese students at Maple Leaf High School, or maybe any person in China who takes English, can make up an English name they would like for themselves. Some simply use the translation of their Chinese name, like some wonderful flower, daisy, or something that sounds close to its English uh, correspondent, like Johan, which is John. Others reinvent themselves with memorable names like panda, sunshine, cocoa, cream, the yellow, demo, mini, this is a boy, spirit, Hancock, Rondo, Sisi Wan, rainbow, rock, rocky, he has muscles like the other one too, vanilla, Betty Lou, and Bob. There is a girl who is one of the admin staff at the English school where I am now teaching. The first time I met her, she told me her name had gone from Venus to Sunny to Jane, and it would now stay at Jane. Today, she said, Hello, I am Joanne. I used to be Jane. I may make up a Chinese name for myself soon. There is a teacher who has already done it. He asked a couple of the Chinese counselors, and they asked him some questions, deliberated, and came back with a name for him. John has thought of a name for himself too, but it is too rude to mention here. Being here is like living in the 70s again. There is anarchy 
a lack of health and safety, which is refreshing, though scary at times. There are people welding on the sidewalk with no barriers between them and the public and no protective goggles for themselves, as there would be in Canada or England. Sidewalks have unexpected holes in them. In fact, looking down while you walk is a good idea because some of the blocks of concrete that make up the sidewalk are loose, and stepping on the wrong part of it could flip the stone, trapping your foot inside. Manhole covers are sometimes missing, so there are gaping holes in the middle of a path or just cracked cement and lots of uneven sidewalks. While you are watching out for what could happen under your feet, you also need to pay attention to what could knock you over, as motorbikes could be coming from any direction and often travel on the sidewalks. One night we took a taxi, and as the road was too busy for the driver, he simply drove on the sidewalk, beeping his horn all the way for people to get out of the way. They did not seem to mind. There is no load too big for trucks, scooters, and even bicycles. It is rare to see someone wearing a helmet on bicycles, scooters, or motorbikes. There are beautiful girls riding side saddle on the back of the scooters or on bikes with stilettos on. Sometimes there are whole families on the back of a bike with mothers nursing their babies while they zigzag in and out of traffic. Traffic is like an orchestra and everyone looks like they know the song or where they should be. If someone is in a hurry and they beep at someone else, they often move out of the way. There are people piled into the back of trucks, and some of the trucks are simply scooters with a wagon on the back. The librarian at the school, Carrie Ann, has been in China for a few years. She has an adventurous spirit and is a mountain of local knowledge. She's the one who took us back to the night market, Mao Dian, after that first time and showed us what to order. She can speak a little Mandarin and is always open to helping people, showing them the good stuff in Wuhan. She recently bought one of these scooter trucks, and some of the teachers jump in the back after school to catch a ride back to Wangke, uh, where the majority of the teachers live. I have been trying to follow Carrie Ann's example by going out almost every day into the busy streets to try out a new word, but I'm still a little shy. I am shouting timidly, ting, ting, which should mean stop. I'm trying to get off the bus, but nothing is happening. There's no bell to ring, and I'm at the back of the bus enveloped by a, a crowd, so I start to get nervous that it won't stop. A woman near me sees my frustration. She yells something to the driver and he stops. I get off the bus and see Tom, a Brit, who works at the school. He is married to a Chinese woman and speaks good Chinese. I tell him what happened on the bus and he says I should shout, Oi! which is a kind of rude way of getting attention in the UK. I laugh, and he says, yell anything. They will know you are a foreigner or 
crazy and let you out. I ask Cindy, who is the main secretary to the principal, more like a right-hand person at the school, she says to say, yo xia, which means get off. I have been practicing, and it works. Everyone stares when I say it, but the driver stops. It feels satisfying. We are at our Mandarin class at the school, and the student who is helping with my pronunciation says, Ting is the right thing to say to get the bus to stop. He tells me it can mean stop and also listen, depending on the tone. So maybe I was saying listen over and over on the bus, and they were waiting for what I wanted to, them to listen to. I try yo xia, but he has no idea what I'm saying. Could be that I'm not saying it right, but maybe they just don't know what I'm saying when I say yo xia on the bus either. I need to sidetrack for a minute. The observations I mentioned above about the general dangers lurking on the, wor- the roads of Wuhan have become a little scarier. One of the teachers from the high school got into an accident last Friday. He was on his scooter with another teacher on the back, trying to avoid a pedestrian, and got hit by a car. He is now in the hospital for a couple of weeks, and happily no major injuries apart from some skin grafting. But here's what we heard today. If you go into the hospital here, it is a bed and medical staff to treat your wounds, but no one will look after you like the nurses do in the West. This is apparently normal in most Asian countries. If you get sick, a member of your family comes to look after you. There are no bedpans. You have to buy your own washing basins or meals provided. If you are unable to move and no one has come to look after you and bring you what you need, a bottle or plastic bag is what you will have to use if you can't get out of bed. If you want food or drink, you'll have to wait until someone, a friend, brings it. The hospital, which this teacher is in, is also not close, so it's not easy for people to go visit him. His wife is Chinese, which is good for him, but she is out of town right now, so people in the school arrange a a schedule to go see him. It's Saturday morning, and John and I are on a bus, on our way to Taylor Street, to pick up some clothes we have had made. The signs at the bus stops are in Chinese characters. We are looking at the board, and a young guy who is waiting at the stop starts to talk to us in English. He tells us it is 15 stops. So we get on the next bus, and John is now trying to count the stops in case we don't recognize anything. This is the second bus we have been on today, so it is taking a long time to get there. We made it. I love this place. It would be so tempting to get everything made here here, if it was not so far away. There is a massive choice of material, and you can take a photo or favorite item to be copied with you. You pick out material, they measure you up, and you come back in 10 days. It's not expensive either. It's my idea of heaven. However, 
you do not want to go to the toilet here. You have to pay, not much, but I am not sure what you are paying for. And there are stalls with no doors. So if they are busy, there is a lineup of people watching you do your business. Or you wait your turn trying not to look at what's happening right in front of you. There is nowhere to put your bags, no hook or ledge, so you need to be very good at balancing things and keep them off the ground. The ground is damp no matter where you are and does not look clean. There is no toilet paper, so while balancing, you have to get the tissue paper from your bag, hoping nothing falls out. I think I mentioned before that most toilets in China are of the hole-in-the-ground variety. I try not to drink anything before we come here, but today I really have to go. I decide I will be clever and avoid that toilet, so we go looking in the neighborhood for a better one. I find one a few blocks away, and it has doors. However, there is one long tin trench that runs underneath all the stalls, which I have to straddle. As I am perched precariously above the trough, I see other people's waste pass below me. The area is interesting. There are lots of art, book, and music shops, or street markets with every kind of food, including live chickens that vendors will kill while you wait. There is already butchered meat hanging from hooks, just inside the open doorways of the hole-in-the-wall shops. There are people playing cards or mahjong or just sitting or sleeping on lawn chairs on the street just in front of their shop. There are dentist offices that look like a hairdresser's you can watch through the window. And there are two or three chairs in a row with dentists sitting reading the newspaper waiting for someone to walk in the door not like the clinic I went to. We are in a taxi on our way back to the high school from grocery shopping, and we drive through a street with lots, lots of construction. I see a man waving what appears to be a sign. I think he is signaling us to stop, like the highway workers do in Canada. But notice the driver does not slow down. As we pass the guy on the street, I notice it is a turtle he is holding by the tail. I guess he is selling them. I think about a little sign on the road in Pender Harbor on the Sunshine Coast in Canada, where we lived before coming to China. It was put up just before we left. It says, Turtle Crossing, with a picture of a cute little turtle crossing the road. Mm-hmm. 